Hill Girl podcast. We have something that no one asked for, but I think that everyone needs today. <laughs> Five super easy ways to start to heal your emotions. Because we talk about here all the time how emotional trauma, emotional baggage, all that stuff like is blocking you from healing physically. And like it is. And I know that we always talk about modalities like MBSR neurofeedback, EMDR, EFT tapping, all that stuff. But like, if any of those sound like another commitment, another thing to do, and you're like, I'm working on the physical, like one thing at a time, we wanted to just offer like five free, cheap, easy ways to just like start your emotional healing journey. That doesn't have to involve a practitioner. That's not to say that that won't benefit you down the road, but like, just get your foot in the door, just start. Yeah. 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 Like you said, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, I just want a to lot of the things we put t- in one place. Yeah. A lot of the things we talk about too are like MBSR or something like that. So like you said, it's something that is an additional thing. Yes. And like, I get it because being on a healing journey costs money and like it adds up over time. So for some people, it's hard to do that additional thing on top mm-hmm. of paying for the practitioner and paying for the supplements and all of that. I mean, I think that they are both equally as important. And I've said before that I think that emotional healing is arguably more important because I think it's just from my personal experience, right? Like I did so much physical healing and nothing was working, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then we did all the emotional healing. Like it took me over a year of every single month, I either had an MBSR session or a Reiki session or an energy healing session. And like, if you don't believe in energy healing, that's totally fine. You do not have to do that there. I mean, energy healing is science backed, but there are other like science backed things that you can wrap your mind around in terms of that. Okay. So we're just going to get started into like our cheap and free ways. Number one is one that we both use with our clients, EFT tapping, Mm -hmm. because you, I mean, there are, tapping practitioners, obviously like you can hire someone, but like there are a billion YouTube videos that someone can just tap at home. I have my clients also a lot of times use it as like a, a mechanism. If they're feeling super stressed or they're anxious and stuff like that, they'll start getting into like a tapping to help them just like calm in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll do it like with some of my clients too, just like on a call. Mm -hmm. Um, some people like want to turn their cameras off or I'll turn my camera off, whatever, but I'll just like kind of do it with them to just like sit there and, you know, like, so they actually have the accountability to do it because some people just don't, you know, like, even though it really only takes like five to 10 minutes, depending on, you know, which one you YouTube, you can literally search whatever you want basically. And there is a tapping session to go with it. Yeah. So it really does not take long at all. And there is a book that I like, The Tapping Solution by Nick Ortner. And if you don't know what EFT stands for, it's emotional freedom technique, right? Because it's, you're using these pressure points, these trigger points in your body and you're tapping them and you're repeating a mantra. So it's helping you to release these emotions from your body. Mm -hmm. I mean, heck I've done tapping like, cause you know, people get constipated when they fly. I got constipated when I was flying the one day and I was tapping 
Cause I could tell it was emotional about just like holding on to things. And I was just tapping to, I release what no longer serves me. And then it was great. Mm-hmm. Things were flowing. We love it. Yeah. I love that you tap with your clients though. Do you have them say mantras that like you prepare for them or do they just go with like, but usually I'll like pull up the YouTube video or like, I'll ask them, you know, like what's your pain point? Um, like, what are you working through? Like what emotion is coming up? And then I'll find one to go along with that. And then we'll just do that one. Mm. I also have, um, this obviously isn't free, but, um, cheap is great too. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it comes like with a coaching package with me, but they, through my school, they did, it's called like a transformational trauma technique. Love And you basically go through like, I think it's seven steps. And, um, sometimes it honestly takes like a couple sessions to go through it fully because, um, usually for this one, I usually will turn my camera off just Mm -hmm. because it feels less vulnerable. I think when I get that, I'm not staring at them, but (laughs) we'll like (laughs) work through it. And then they like answer the questions and then, um, it's just like kind of almost like therapy, I guess, but you're also like really going deep and bringing up the like what's actually triggering your emotions so I love that I usually never do all seven steps in one session because it's just a lot but I I understand that I am at the end of this I want people to know that I'm or we're gonna name some like other things you can do that are obviously paid for if you're like I've tried these things and none of them work for people because I have had clients that are like tapping's a little confusing for me as I'm saying it and they're saying like I don't feel like I can focus to release um Mm -hmm. don't like beat yourself up if this stuff doesn't work for you it's like anything nervous system stuff like it's not all gonna work for everyone we all like different things we all resonate yeah um number two was Emily's favorite nature therapy that is my favorite that is how I release all emotion. Well, <laughs> Not think about it because you are but... grounding a lot too. So you're yeah. like, make mm-hmm. it ions. I mean, literally, if I am really stressed, I will go lay flat on the ground. I don't even care if like my neighbors drive by and think I'm weird or dead or whatever. Because <laughs> you care if they think you're dead and they call it <laughs> Yeah, I will. I'll just lay flat on the ground and like put my palms on the ground and I can literally feel just like stress mm-hmm. leaving my body. And so I'll do like breath work. I think you're going to talk about that too, but I'll do like some breathing and then just like not having your phone with you too, mm. just laying there and like listening to nature, even if it's just for five minutes or Um, I have gotten quite a few of my clients hooked on this, just going and sitting like against a tree, like just with your back against a tree. There's something just so calming about trees. I think just because they're so rooted Mm. and I, I just love that. I was going to say like in with this one, just like silence time, like Mm -hmm. downtime, silence time, disconnecting, like connecting with yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Meditation, sitting outside, just like, because we are in such an age where you can get distracted so easily and you, there's always another thing to do and there's always another thing to watch and there's always to do lists, right? There's always going to be something going on, but because Mm -hmm. of that, a lot of us use that like as a coping mechanism as numbing, right? Like, I mean, I know I'm, I'm very guilty of that. I'm someone who every time I have gotten 
through a breakup, I'm like, let's book a trip. Like, let's just go distract ourselves, right? Like cathartic. <laughs> but um, I don't want to book a trip. I <laughs> love booking a trip. <laughs> we love going on a trip. Um, but just like silence and like allowing things to come up and allowing yourself to actually just move through and feel through things. Mm-hmm. which is like, which really goes into the next one. Cause number three is allowing yourself to feel right. Like a lot of the times we numb, a lot of the times we ask other people what their opinions are, yada, 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 but like just actually feeling through your emotions and physically moving through them is really important too. Like getting movement, walking, rebounding, jumping, shaking, like that has a lot to do with somatic work too, but feeling through emotions. I also find for women too, like dancing there's like anything that you're moving your hips and it's that also, feminine energy yeah and I like majorly struggle with this for sure like I have very tight hips and I realize it's a problem so I like have to consciously make an effort to like just dance in the kitchen when I'm making breakfast or whatever and that's that. a really good um emotional release it's funny because I found that I danced so much more when I lived alone just because like I was always playing music, not even as a distraction, just like, you know, because it gets you in a good mood. Maybe that was a distraction. <laughs> but I mean, I so I was always dancing and I'm like, now that Dan, like he doesn't care what I do. He totally knows that's what he's supposed to come into. Like that's what <laughs> this is. But it's just funny that I stopped doing it. Actually, the other day he left for work and I turned on music and I was like rocking out dancing and he like forgot. I don't even know what it was and he came back in and was like I forgot this and I was like in case you're wondering I literally throw dance parties when you leave and he's like that's kind of what I expected I was like exactly like yeah dancing is so freaking cathartic and also gets you into a feminine energy and we always talk well no we don't always talk about it in the course right now we're talking about masculine versus feminine energy how a lot of us are in that masculine we're in that doing especially as entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. I know that if you're anything like me and the people that get drawn to me are former perfectionist type a the doing type a color-coded calendar like we love the doing we love the masculine and we tend to forget about the feminine and it's like a yin and a yang right we need both we need the structure we also need the flow so things don't get out of balance Mm -hmm. dance yeah move move shake shake now drop yeah do that (laughs) but allowing yourself to actually feel emotions Hmm. Mm mm-hmm which can therapy can fall into that too um yeah there's um I think it's really cool that like those aerial classes are becoming more popular aerial yoga yeah aerial yoga but even just like we have one here it's literally like aerial dance basically and so they just like teach you I guess how to do all the aerial moves but they kind of combine dance with it and I was like that would actually be really good that's so fun yeah I have always wanted, well, not even always. I've the past couple of years I've been looking for an adult dance studio because like I just want to dance again, but I can't mm-hmm. find one around here. We we'll have one, but it's like a 30 minute drive and like the times that they do it do don't line up well for our schedule. Cause I would love to like go dance with Reed, like do couples dancing. Oh, that's way cuter than I just want to like tap dance and like hip hop dance by myself. <laughs> We have, we have those. Like we have oh, those I want that. Do by myself. I think we actually have one like 10 minutes away. I guess I have to get tap shoes again, but I love tapping. Fun fact about me. I quit it because my, my teacher quit way back when. 
back in my day. She was like, you should go to a different teacher. And I was like, nope, if you are not teaching anymore, I am out. And if that teaches you something about me, it really should. <laughs> okay. So that was one, two, three. Number four, we did talk a little bit about, about breath work, but breath work can be so incredibly cathartic. And like, not only the fact that you're taking in more oxygen because we don't breathe enough, let's be real, but like you're allowing yourself to move through things like physically moving through things is important. Like we talked about dancing, but breath works is doing it in a different modality. And mm -hmm. you might be like, eh, there's a lot of breath work practitioners, which there totally are, but there are also like breath work memberships that are only like $10 a month, or you can find some incredible breath works on YouTube. There are a bunch of other options that are freer or cheaper just to like get you in the door, decide if you like it. Not all these are going to work for everyone. Yeah. Um, Andrew that we had on Andrew Melrose that we had on our podcast, Yes, he had that really good breathwork guide and I forgot about he, that. um, I really like, like it, like it simplifies it. I think there was like five or six exercises, mm -hmm. different ones. So you can pick, and he also had a Spotify playlist that went with it. Ooh. So you can like put the music on and um, it was only $10 and I think it was linked in his podcast episodes. Was, if you yeah. go back and find that, that's really cheap and easy. And I love the Spotify playlist that goes with it. This is also why I think, and as a former yoga teacher, like why I think yoga is so cathartic because you like it gets rid of all the distractions and forces you to move slow and forces you to be in your body and move through things and breathe through things and let things be difficult and hold. Mm -hmm. So if you got a yoga studio in here, I'd try that too. I, yeah. Oh, yo. And they, I feel I mean, so many things when I do yoga <laughs> as you should, because you're like when I, yeah. But by the end, like I, um, have felt so many times where I'm just like, all of a sudden I get like really hot Ooh. and it just like, feels like something's just like going away. So I, I love that. I've cried in Shavasana before. Totally. It's uh, honestly, uh, according to my yoga sphere, people are like, it's pretty common. Like uh, if you're moving through stuff, like once you lay there and you're just in that, like five minutes or whatever, sobbed my eyes out and I'm like, okay, we moved through it. We got it out like phenomenal. But also yeah. if you're someone who you're like, eh, I don't like yoga. It's too slow. I challenge you to try for like a month, like to try going to yoga for like a month because I too didn't like yoga. And I know I've talked about this, but if you haven't been here for that episode, cause I don't even know when I've talked about it. I hated yoga in college so much because I was a go, go, go fast. We walked that instant gratification type of person and it was so fucking slow. I was laughing the whole entire class. Like I was trying to make jokes with my friends. I was not, a, I would hate me if I was in one of my, I was about classes. to say, I would oh not my gosh. <laughs> I, I was like a 17 year old if we're being honest. So like whatever. Yeah. It was my freshman year of college and like two of my later college roommates, we lived on the same floor loved yoga. And they were like, Oh, let's all go together. So I went with them and I was like, ha, 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 this is great. Did not like it at all, but I had low back pain at the time from like the, whatever workouts I was doing. And it was like going away. Cause I was stretching big fat surprise. So I kept going every week. Then every Wednesday we would go to yoga and I actually ended up liking it, not just for the physical benefits, but because I was like, oh, I feel calmer after I feel good after, right? Like I was able to like center a little bit and not laugh all the time and not make jokes during happy baby. Like it was transformational because I actually made myself continue to go. And then I ended up being a fucking yoga teacher. So like, let's be real things come wildly. Yeah. I took Reed one time 
And he embarrassed me so much because he was making so many grunting noises. <laughs> and it wasn't I mean, even like on purpose. He was just like, because he tore his shoulder oh. really bad. And so he has a hard time putting like weight mm-hmm. on his shoulders. And so he was just like struggling and he's also not flexible. It's, I always tell people because yoga is something where you think it's going to be the easiest thing in the world. And the first time you go to yoga, you'll be Mm -hmm. like, how the shit do these people do this? Because you're holding, so you're activating different muscles and it's not like you're, you know, doing one rep maxes and like throwing weight around, but like, you're just holding yourself in not the easiest squatting position, lunging position, whatever it is. Yeah. I think you've inspired me to go back to yoga. I quit because my favorite teacher stopped teaching. <laughs> like me and Dan. And, yeah. And then they, I think they stopped classes for a little while, but I think they have them back again. So I should message them and see what nights they're doing it. Yeah. I love yoga. I haven't been back in a while. I've been trying to just do it at home for the time being, just to get myself in the yoga mindset that I, so that I'm like not making excuses to not go to the studio. Like, mm-hmm. you're I right. have to go to the studio though, because then I just won't do it at home. <laughs> I understand that. I'm doing a 30 day challenge right now. We're on like day two. So we'll see if I keep it up. But yeah, I understand completely. But yoga is incredibly cathartic. I mean, that's part of the whole philosophy of yoga is connecting the physical movement with the breath so that, you know, grounding in, centering yourself, yada, yada, yada. Okay. And then number five is body code. So if you buy the book emotion code, you can learn more about body code in there. Like I said, free or cheap. It's like a $15 book on Amazon. Not very expensive. It teaches you about how, you know, the body holds on to emotions. And they also teach you certain techniques that you can do on your own. People often ask about the difference between body code and MBSR. And I think that they're like very different in my opinion. Um, I know a couple of practitioners that are both body code and MBSR certified because you can be a body code practitioner if you want to like learn how to do it on your own. And it's just, it's just another modality, right? Like they're, they're different. I don't know enough about body code. I'm not going to lie because I've never done it. I was going to say, I don't know a ton about it either. I think but I, my mom does. Yeah. I know a lot of people buy the book <laughs> and do it because it is a free or cheap, easy way to allow mm-hmm. yourself like similar to EFT tapping. Yes, you can you do a practitioner, you can do a body code practitioner, you can have a tapping practitioner, same with breath work, right? But if working with a practitioner is like a barrier for you right now and you just want to start moving through emotions because you know it's a block for you, I would do one of these. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different options out there. And if you find that these aren't doing enough for you and you need to work with a practitioner, that's fine. Right. That's always an option. That's like starting with foundations on your own health, right? You start changing your diet, you start reducing your stress, you start with the things. And then when stuff doesn't go away, or if it doesn't go away, right. For some people, it might, there are other options. (laughs) Surprise. There's so many options. Yeah. So many. So I guess I'll go over some of the like paid for options. And these are obviously not sponsored. These are just things that we've done, our clients have done that sort of stuff so that you have resources. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start obviously with MBSR. Listen to our MBSR episode with Amanda Marabella. It is so good. I'm an MBSR practitioner too. If you want to book a session with me, you totally can. I do one-off sessions. That's like the only thing I do one-off sessions for. It is a passive way to release emotions from the body. So if you're someone who talking about it or physically having to go through that emotion again is triggering for you, this might be something that's helpful for you. Um, Like I said, listen to that episode with Amanda. It's phenomenal because we use it. We identify trapped emotions, trauma, 
limiting beliefs, anything like that using muscle testing. And then we release it from the body using a frequency imprinted cold laser. So you just run your cold laser along the meridian points and it just uses light energy. So like to supercharge the mitochondria so that your cells are able to release those emotions. They're charged. They're able to release them. Cool. Um, neurofeedback is also near and dear to my heart. I've had quite a few clients do it. And people always say, how do you find a neurofeedback clinic? I literally Google neurofeedback near me. <laughs> That's what I've done. It's always worked. Right. And like you vet them. I'm not saying you don't Google, Google you, works like that. People just exactly you know. like we look at Yelp reviews. I do read reviews and stuff like that. Obviously it's not like I'm just booking it. The place, um, where a couple of my clients have gone usually, they do have like breakthrough calls. Like you book a discovery session to try and get to know them. They ask what you're going through, yada, yada, yada. Not every place is going to have that, but, uh, a lot of theirs have neurofeedback. Is this something they can do virtually or does it have to be? It does have to be in person. Neurofeedback okay. has to be done in person. So that's why I look up like near me, that mm -hmm. call was virtual. So we didn't have to go in, but yeah, neurofeedback is in person. MBSR is like 80% done virtually. And by 80%, I mean, every MBSR practitioner I know does it virtually. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the Heights of Health in Houston, they have their in-person, um, place. And some people do see in-person clients, but if you can't get an MBSR session in person, I would just do virtual. They're phenomenal too. Another thing, Reiki, I like Reiki and energy healing. I'm a personal believer of that. If you aren't, that's totally fine. It's, you know, clearing energy out of your body. It's also realigning your chakras because I think that's really important for emotions because the chakras, similar like the organs, right? They get impacted over time. What I find with a lot of people, right? Thyroid stuff's always tied to the throat chakra. It's usually like an unmet need or not being heard, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. but, so I would, I would think about that again, if you don't buy into it, if you're not someone who believes in Reiki, who believes in energy healing, that's fine. There's like 80 billion other options. I know that it was important for me. It was really, really, really helpful for me. Um, but you know, that's cool. Primal trust too. Do you have any clients that do primal trust? I haven't. No. Um, primal trust is a limbic system retraining program by Dr. Kat. She has a phenomenal Instagram. Every I repost so much of her stuff. She just is always talking about how the limbic system has to be retrained because we get put in that fight or flight, right? Like when you're put in fight or flight, you're more sensitive. Like you're you're more sensitive going forward in that you still get stressed as much, but your body doesn't return to the same homeostasis, right? Like it would have normally been more calm to start, mm -hmm. but after a big stressor, a big event, you're calm level like your starting level is like a lot higher yeah I've had a couple clients do primal trust and they loved it and then there's like the Gupta program I know nothing about that EMDR super triggering for people I've heard so if you're someone who has like a victim of abuse or something like that where it's triggering for you I would not do EMDR first I'm not that's not to say it wouldn't be beneficial maybe down the road but sometimes I think there's probably better yeah. Options, options before exactly. that. Exactly. Cause yeah. I do know people who have been victims of abuse, whatever that may be. And they say that, you know, neurofeedback MBSR are phenomenal first options for them because they don't have to be triggered and they're able to heal a decent amount of the way, but maybe they've gone to M EMDR later because they're like, 
when I get triggered, it's good to know what the response is so that I can react to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would not have that be your first foot in the door. No. <laughs> and then what else is going on? RRT and the workout, which so RRT is rapid resolution therapy. I've loved it for like money blocks. Um, it's like John Connolly's way to release subconscious blocks from the body and melt them away. And then the workout, which tell us about that. Cause she does more physical than like cerebral stuff. Yes. Her, so hers is, I only have her hip release program. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is very physical. I mean, she does combine it a little bit with breath work, but other than that, it's really just moving your body. And so the hip course is literally what it sounds like. It's just a bunch of movements targeted towards your hip mm. and it's nothing intense at all. Like I just lay on my carpet and it is very light movements. It's honestly really relaxing. Like by the end, like some, the sessions are mainly between like eight to 10 minutes. So they're not even long at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just guided videos you follow along. Um, the longest one's like 20 minutes, I think. And by the end of that one, I'm like ready to fall asleep. <laughs> so I would imagine. Yeah. It's just really relaxing. And you wouldn't think because of how minuscule the movements are that it would actually be doing anything or even like releasing anything, but you can physically feel just like I can anyway, like my body getting lighter and just like my hips getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And she has crazy testimonials. Um, if you go on her Instagram or even her website, um, it, the testimonials are just crazy. Like people losing weight, um, like crying a ton, like in the first two weeks, um, which like the first two weeks that I did it, I did cry a lot, like the second week. So releasing just, it all. just be prepared. Um, crying is also a great free way to release. No, I mean, that's, we were totally getting into that with like feeling feeling yeah. cry cry yeah. Please. yeah don't don't bottle it up just let it out but yeah big fan of the workout which if you want to check her stuff out again it's not, not that expensive I think I paid 37 dollars for the yeah the course yeah that's probably one of the cheaper options right like the workout which is one of the cheaper options I would say M- M- MBSR is not like a cheap option, but like it's by session. RRT, you can also do by session. Primal Trust is a program. Reiki and energy healing can be by session. Neuro. There's also um, Psych K. I know a lot of people that do that. Oh, yeah. I have clients too. in Psych K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Psych K is phenomenal too. And I have a couple of clients and friends that facilitate brain rewiring or brain retraining, which is just like, I mean, there's the, it's, it's a whole science, but rewiring the subconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of different modalities that you can pay for. There's also a lot of different free modalities. Mm-hmm. I know I needed um, more help with my releasing emotional trauma, right? I don't think that EFT tapping would have been enough for me, but I know some people it is enough for. So like there are so many different ways to go about it. Just yeah. Start, and I think it's start just, crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's also like how consistent you are with it. Cause I know some people who have only done the EFT tapping, but they do it every single day. Yeah. And they notice like major difference. Mm-hmm. And so, and a lot of them do cry along with it, but you know, it's just 
Like, what are you going to stick to? Because I know a lot of people, they love the EFT because they can just go on YouTube and it guides them right through it. Yeah. But they're committed to sticking to it every day. Yeah. You have to be committed. And Mm -hmm. that's why some people might like a paid for thing because it forces you to be committed. You paid for it. You're showing up, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's the benefit of it too. But there's lots of options. So those are our five free or cheap ways to start to heal your emotions. Let us know if you implement any of them. I want to know. Let's tap together, baby. (laughs) Let's do nature therapy. Hashtag nature therapy with M. Tag her. When you ground, when you go outside, hashtag nature M. Maybe when Texas cools off, we'll have a a hot healed nature retreat. Um, It's hilarious that it's that hot right now because it's literally like 68 degrees here. Nice. Good. Love that for you. I know. I'm in a sweatshirt. Love that for you. It was. pants. Literally the feels like temp at 10 p.m. last night was still 95 degrees. Oh. Our AC cannot even keep up. Yeah, your AC is like right running now. 24-7. It is. It is. I'm actually scared to look at our electric bill right now. Like very scared. <laughs> That's also really funny, but not, but a little bit funny. Um, okay. You got anything else to wrap it up at? Move through your emotions. Do not neglect emotional well-being mm-hmm. because it will catch up to you. Yeah, I know that sounds so you're... rude of me. <laughs> it's true. It will. If you've like... been around for a while, you just know that's a that's a Courtney rules. Like it is what it is over yeah, here. I someone needs to tell you the truth, and someone needs not to sugarcoat it. And if it's got to yeah. be me, it's got to be me. Yeah, I mean. If you've tried everything or think you've tried everything, have you tried your emotions? Because Ooh, tell them. That's what I see all the time. Everyone tells me they're like, I eat clean. I've been eating clean for five years. I work out all the time. Okay. But like, what are you holding on to? Because that was me. I refuse to dress, address my emotions Same, for both of years. Mm-hmm. And I thought a different just, diet it, was going to fix my gut issues. Yeah. <laughs> It was not I thought a this diet. like supplement protocol was going to fix everything, but surprise, surprise, it only worked like 80%. And like M said too, like it does take consistency with emotional stuff. Like I was for over a year getting MBSR or Reiki sessions done every single month, like consistently, because that was what fit in my budget, obviously every mm-hmm. single month getting them, clearing them. And not just that, but like I was working through things on my own, right? Like I had to do both. I had to integrate both pieces of it because it, and that's how my gut issues went away. Sorry, not sorry. Every single person that I've seen that deals with gut issues, like at least 30 to 40% of it's emotional, at least. I was sorry. about to say, yeah, all, it's, all it's gut just issues a, that I've seen all, from gut issues something. are emotional. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that hundred percent of your gut issues are emotional, but if you're like, I've been dealing with 10 years of gut issues, what's mm-hmm. please, please they do were, one of these paid for programs at this point. Yeah. They were, um, you said like emotions aren't the main, I think that almost all issue gut issues stem from oh, emotions. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Like an emotion is what triggered it, but because, you know, you haven't healed it and it just keeps going and keeps going and that emotion keeps sitting there. Now it comes to the point where you think something like food is causing it because it gets so bad that 
when you eat something like your gut goes crazy or whatever. So you think, oh, well I'm gluten intolerant and that's what caused my gut issues. It's probably not the gluten. Just, just saying. And that's not to say that there aren't real physical root causes because there are, right? I know Mm -hmm. I would not have healed without addressing mold. Mold was a big root cause for me. I know I would not have healed without addressing Lyme, but I also would not have healed without addressing emotions. So like there are equally as important components, Mm -hmm. but if, like she said, if you have addressed the physical root causes till you're blue in the face, because I did, I, I got it. We did that physical stuff. We did that junk and there was still like 20 to 30%. I just couldn't crack. And I just kept taking out foods thinking that it was a food triggering it because that's what I assumed. But all gut issues have an emotional root cause. And I know you don't want to hear that. I know. Like, but I also, have... do you want to keep eliminating foods forever? No. But also, like, do you want to keep shitting your pants forever? Yeah. <laughs> like, how nice would it be to just work on your emotions and then you don't have to worry about finding a bathroom. You don't have to worry about oh, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I have to eliminate this forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, I fully agree with you because if you, and especially this is especially those autoimmune issues because all autoimmune issues are emotional, but if there is a Crohn's colitis IBD issue, you need some deep emotional healing and there's nothing wrong with that. Even IBS, like all of it, like there's deep emotional healing to be done. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live with this forever. This does not have to be your forever reality. You just gotta, gotta put in a lot of deep, deep healing. Mm-hmm. And like it takes time earlier about the thyroid being connected to the throat chakra or like holding on to the emotions, like feeling like you can't say things or stuff like that. Um, every single client that has come to me because when they do their initial assessment form, like it is very in depth of like what we go into and Mm -hmm. it fully covers the emotions. Mm -hmm. And then, so when I like run it through my symptom decoder, like it pinpoints their symptoms. And then, so it brings up like these emotions are going with this symptom. And I will ask them, do you have this emotion? Like, have you dealt with this? Do you feel like this? Do you feel like you're like not being able to say what you want to say? And every single person with thyroid issues, when I ask them that, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I actually do. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah, I have felt like that. Or I've Mm -hmm. dealt with that, like repression from a spouse or a parent or a coworker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every single one. Not even like 90%. It's 100%. I know. And I've found with gut issues, it is undigested emotions. It's things you never process, right? Like it's. I mean, there's undigested stuff going on there with your gut. It is undigested emotions, things that you did not want to, or could, didn't have the capacity to deal with Mm -hmm. a lot. I'm not going to lie. A lot of the time it's abuse with gut issues. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that if you have not been in abuse and you have gut issues, that doesn't mean that I'm calling someone in your life (laughs) out, but like that happens a lot. Yeah. Cause you don't want to deal with that. Right. You don't want to deal with it. You don't realize they're that bad until later on in your life. And then you're holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But sorry, gut people. We're calling you out hardcore. I was one of you. So like chill, <laughs> we're in this together, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're calling you out. So undigested emotions deal with them. Not being heard. Mm. That's so common with a thyroid. What do you see commonly with the hormones? 
emotionally. With which hormone? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Give I think estrogen dominance, honestly, is a lot of anger because it's the liver. And I see the, the thyroid one and the, the anger in the liver are the yeah. two most common ones that I see for sure. So like feeling repressed, like feeling like you're not being heard, um, again, like not being in your feminine energy mm. or yeah, just like as a woman, just feeling like you have to submit or shut down mm. or like always just be quiet and not stand up for yourself and obviously there's a balance there because you want that balance of masculine and feminine but you don't want to be so far one way or the other because that's gonna cause those emotions and then again with the the estrogen it's anger of some some at something yeah it's all different things when it comes to that we could probably go into a whole other podcast episode on this because i was gonna say the balancing the masculine and the feminine is humongous if you don't have a period. Mm-hmm. It really is. I know. If you haven't heard that yet, then we're about to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely have a lived. I like very in- independent. I mean, we can we can go into this on a later podcast, but yeah, I was super independent, like only child. Like I can do any. I was like raised with boys like always with the boys always with the guys I was like I can do anything the guys can do whatever so I was like as I got in my like early 20s I and started learning about the masculine feminine I'm like I am definitely (laughs) way too much in my masculine energy for this yeah I think that 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 this is 100% our next podcast now that we're like at the end of this and we're still talking about it but okay so next episode tune in for masculine feminine and how it impacts your health Mm -hmm. especially your hormone health because if you have done a lot of hormone stuff work on balancing your masculine and your feminine energy we'll get into it next Mm -hmm. people are gonna be waiting a whole week for you at the on the edge of their seats okay em tell the people where they can find you you can find me at emily joy wellness everywhere what about you at the t-h-e rooted in health everywhere and if you like this podcast we would love it if you subscribe left a rating left a review um we obviously appreciate anytime you share with a friend with a family on your social media that is how other people can find us so if you do enjoy this podcast please share it with the world because that's how more people can you know learn about how to be a hot heel girl (laughs) 